Hello. Welcome to episode 25 of Just Another Football Podcast with me, Danny Miller. And me, Josh Betley. Wonderful stuff. We've officially overtaken me in age. We have. That's impressive. Yeah. I can't wait to get to the end of the season and then we've done like nearly a full season. Yeah, nearly. And then we've got a summer to work and then we can come back. Think about some ways to keep it fresh. Well, we can, yeah. Change it up. And if anyone's got any suggestions, then please let us know. You know how, like, as TV series go on, the, like, theme song, like, slightly changes? They, like, make a more sort Should of, Should we do, like, like an 8-bit version A of, more sort of, like, hipster version. Do, like, an 8-bit yeah. version of Liberty Calling. I mean, it was barely acceptable in yeah, what form true. it is currently. Um, it's been... Quite an interesting weekend. Obviously, a few teams like Brighton haven't played. Um, there's been like <laughs> we can't work Premier out League. who the other team is. Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck them. Um, we, it's been some things have happened and some things Everton. have been boring. Everton, uh, but obviously there's a whole round of fixtures this week. Uh, it's uh, like midweek uh, starting tonight, so it's currently half five. We're on a time schedule to get home uh, and watch Newcastle Burnley tonight. What's for food? Uh, pull pork. Barbecue Excellent. Pull pork. Uh, so Ooh. that should be decent excellent I've been in the slow cooker all day and made it especially for you can we go via mine so I can pick up some beverages of course we can course excellent we can. Um, so we're going to start off because there was two two games on Friday which is madness um, and I'm going to start off with a question it was uh, we're going to start with Cardiff versus Watford it was 5-1 to Watford 5-1 Dilafeo became only the third player to score a Premier League hat-trick on Friday on a Friday, sorry. On a Friday. After who? Recent or not really? Neither are terribly recent, no. Uh, Rooney? No. One of them God. is obvious and one of them is, if you get it, I will... I don't know what I'll do. Aguero. I'll do anything you want. Shearer. No. Henri. Henri. When? Versus Liverpool and Leeds in April 2004. It, so, so they had two games on a Friday in yeah, April that's 2004. What it, that's what it reads as. Unless they were playing oh, right, so Liverpool and Leeds combined 11. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> the other one. I would love to see that. Maybe that should be a thing. Because people think Friday doesn't have to that happen that often. That often happen that often. Uh, Friday but, happens every week. I mean, in terms of football. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> Uh, like Christmas, they play on a Friday quite yeah. often. Um, is it less recent or more recent than that? Less recent. I'll give you so the date. Older. It wasn't Christmas. It was April 2000. So apparently things only happened in April. April 2000. Kevin Phillips. No. It was for Bradford. For Bradford. Oh, Derby. Benito Carboni. No. No. He played for Hull. He was famous for getting Dean Windass. Yes. What a legend. So he scored when I was at school. I think it was year eight or year nine. Bristol City were in the playoff final. Uh And Dean Windass came. Was that that for Hull? Yeah. Yeah, that was. He scored the winner. He scored. And it was was an unbelievable volley. But he hadn't played for like months or something. Yeah. He couldn't move. He was like Rashford and Lingard at the weekend. He walked around. <laughs> if you looked at his pitch map, it's just like a, a little circle yeah. just outside the box. I love it. Um, what a game this was, by the way. Cardiff and uh, Watford. I mean, not if you're a Cardiff fan. Well, no. Well, Watford went 1-0 up. Uh, and then there was a decision that I want to talk about, which was uh, on Jacob Murphy. Have you seen it? 
He didn't get Yeah, given. yeah, yeah. No, it's absolute stone wall. Yeah, stone I was just wall. wondering if he got the right Murphy brother then, but I think you Josh did. Murphy. Josh, yeah. Did I say Jacob? Yeah. I'm just so used to... It was their birthday the other day. <laughs> I love that. It was their birthday. Yeah. Um, followed by Jan Matt, who is, I think is a bit of a liability for Watford. Well, he's been a bit of a wind-up merchant in the whole game. Yeah. I can't remember who it was on. Who was playing down the left for... Oh, Joe Rowles. Yeah. Yeah, he was just being a bit of a wind-up merchant. Um, Yeah. He's cut his hair. Yeah, I know. He looks like he's in a gang. Yeah. Do you know who he looks a bit like? Well, before he looked like a toddler because he had, like, curly hair. Like, weird, short, pube. Like, Jeremy Clarkson curly He's sort of gone for, like, a a Gundogan look. Yeah. Gundogan pulls it off. Also, by the way, we'll get onto this later, but when did David Silva's hair grow back? Like he was bald like a week ago, I'm sure, and then he I think you said you said this quite often recently. He turns up for the cup final, he's got full head of hair. Yeah, don't understand. Um, um, Stonewall penalty. The ref's looking at it, and yeah. he goes, nah. I, "I don't understand how he hasn't given it." That's a that's a mad decision. Mad decision. And it, they're only one 0 up as well. Does that put Cardiff back in the game? Well, obviously it puts them back in the game, but do you think it changes the outcome of the match? Um, no, based on how they defended. No, they were. Dale Afeu against who's their centre half pairing? Bamber and Morrison. Yeah, yeah. It was like hot knife through butter. Yeah. It was embarrassing. And then they brought Deeney on and basically Delafeu and Deeney ripped them apart. It was it was it was hard for me to watch. It was brutal. When they played together, uh uh, like that, that shows what Dillafield can do when he actually puts his chances away. I mm-hmm. remember watching uh, the Watford against Newcastle game at the start of the season, and uh, I think we, yeah, we beat them one nil. I think, but Dillafield had so many chances to score before we went ahead. It was mad. Um, him and Dini are like a massive threat on their day, but do you think they lack uh, like when they're not on form and? Like in other attacking areas of the pitch, do you think they lack options up there? Um, I think Deeney's one of those players who, on his own, can't really influence games. He needs other people around him to bring him into the game because yeah. of his natural skill set. His natural, like Dale Afeyu, ran through like the whole defence and scored. Yeah. Whereas like Deeney needs like he needs a ball in for him to then like lay off to someone. But I mean, he pulls defenders in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like Dale Lafay is one of those. You can imagine he clocks on for training and then clocks off as soon as, as soon as they finish. Whereas yeah. if he put in like an extra hour a day, like he he could be. I mean, he came through Barcelona's academy. He can't be that bad. And they called him back after he was at Everton as well. And then they let him go. And then they let him go. Yeah. Um, Watford pretty much guaranteed a mid-table spot now. Like at least, uh, what is their goal for the end of the season? They've gone one point above Wolves, I think. But Wolves have got a game in hand. Um, FA Cup win seventh. the FA Cup is that the goal do you think FA Cup and 7th yeah if you were a Watford fan would you prefer to win the FA Cup to finish higher in the, or finish higher in the league bearing FA in mind, Cup surely bearing in mind to when you win the FA Cup you get 3 million quid mm-hmm. like if they finish 7th rather than 8th I think it's like it's like a 6, 7, 8 million pound gap when, when did Watford last win a trophy Good point. I can't even remember them being there or thereabouts for a trophy. No, I would assume it was under uh, that guy that died not so long ago. Oh, um, manage England. Yeah. Gordon, Te- no, Graham, Graham Taylor. Taylor. Graham Taylor. Gordon Taylor. <laughs> um, on to Cardiff. Uh, Architects was... of their own downfall. Yeah. Goals two and three were horrific. Yeah. It, I mean, defensively, 
they were terrible. I mean, we'll get onto some more defensive blunders later in terms of Southampton, but you can see why these teams are at the bottom of the league because I, I defensively, they, it's been terrible. I think Cardiff are just going to fall away now. I think they're running out of steam. There was such a difference in quality. Th- yeah, oh, such a difference. And the other thing is that their goal difference has taken a massive hit. They're and on they minus twenty-four goal difference now. I think. And they were at home, and that's yeah. been like that's been their bedrock. On the flip side, though, Watford have lost just one of their last 11 games. Wow. But it shows, like like we said at the start of the season, when I tipped them to go down, regret that. Um, I sat in this very room and said, well, maybe not this room, and said they will go down. But we said they'll go on runs of mediocrity they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't. they've found ways to get results at the same time. Do you think Avi Grazia could be up there for manager of the season I would say so yeah because he's probably going to stay next I would year, say which... he's done and this is going to, probably is going to be another controversial statement but I think Harvey, with the squad that Javi Grazzi has got and them like well I say the money's that he spent but obviously they took in 30 mil for Richarlison or 50 mil or whatever it was I think he's done a better job at Watford than Santos done at Wolves yeah with the resources and the squad that he's got. Mm-hmm. I think, actually, Wolves' squad come in the Championship was better than Wolves' uh, Watford's squad now. Yeah. Like, in terms of individuals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I'm also going to have to concede defeat and agree with you on something. Go on. Uh, ben Foster, England call-up. Yeah. I think it, it should happen. It's got to happen. He has happen. been the best English goalkeeper in the league this season. Like I don't care what, over the whole season. Over yeah. the whole season, yeah. Like um, thing, Heaton's in form now. He won't be after tonight, but he, he was in. He was in form. You notice how um, I gave you the Newcastle shirt back rather than wearing. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. Yeah. Um, for Cardiff, obviously, this has been a massive blow to their goal difference. Big blow for them. Do you think this is a game that they would have targeted to get at least a point out of? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Southampton have a game in hand over them. Uh, if if I mean it's going to be against one of Chelsea or Man- Manchester City, I think. Um, but if they can get a point out of that game, they'll go above Cardiff, and that goal difference is worth a point at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. How important is it now that Cardiff just use that that home form? They have to stay on top at home. How important is that now? But also, when they go away from home, they can't just get beaten three four nil. Yeah, there's that it, added sort of pressure. But uh, I, I think now that the goal difference is like out of the window, they need to say right, our goal difference isn't going to get much better because when they win, they win by one goal. Mm-hmm. So like teams like, well, Newcastle, Burnley, um, who's the other, the Crystal Palace, like there's these teams that are down the Brighton even, like their goal difference is so much worse. They're not going to make that up in the next few games so yeah, their, yeah, yeah. their thing has to be right if we're losing 2-0 like we have to shut up shop now basically it's odd though isn't it they've got like Zahor's back from injury and Patterson's not been playing up front but they've yeah. not been getting the results so maybe maybe he should just go back to what was working for them yeah. which was like I don't think Nias has done that much for no them, personally um, Cardiff we said Cardiff to go down last week. Yeah. Stick into that. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to come 18th. What's going to happen to Neil Warnock? Keep his job? 
Um, if they go down, will he keep his job? Yeah, I don't think they'll fire him. I think he'll leave, potentially. You think? That's the most likely outcome, I think. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, there was another Friday night game, and another controversial decision, which changed the course of the game. Or lack of. West Ham versus Fulham, 3-1 to West Ham. Uh, Fulham boss Claudio Ranieri is now winless in his last 22 Premier League games away from home. The longest run for a manager in the competition since Roy Hodgson back in October 2010, which was also 22. How did he win a Premier League title? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. been put but, in... I mean, like, it's so... Now he's gone in at Fulham and things haven't improved, it sort of makes sense what came out after. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. Like, in the fact that people were saying it wasn't really him, it was Shakespeare, but then Shakespeare was shit as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't really him... But you have to motivate your players, and I, like we've said before, Fulham have spent all this money on attacking talent, and they just don't seem like they're motivated. Although Babel went through in the first thirty seconds and missed yeah. a sitter, they could have been three 0 up by the time he scored as well. He had another chance before yeah. that. You know what? They started really well. They got the goal yeah. early on, which I'm assuming that they would have been very happy with. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put my house on them winning that game They're by just, any stretch of the imagination. Defensively they were so disinterested and I don't know if this is like especially Ryan Sessegnon and he's someone that I want to succeed set so up, much. Uh, set up the goal. Yeah, but I mean defensively he was woeful. Yeah. Like for I think he's marking Diop at the corner and he doesn't even jump. Doesn't even jump. Well, that's like, a mismatch, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Anyway, but are they, were they zonal marking? So they were sort of half and half. This is what they brought up on Match of the Day. Like, half of them were zonal marking and half of them weren't. It's well, just, that to me is just just pick one. Chaos. <laughs> pick one. Utter chaos. If it's done right, we've seen before both systems work. Like, mm-hmm. Man City zonal mark. And they, I mean, they don't concede that many from corners. Obviously, they've got unbelievable players. But, like, if it's set up correctly... But then, so do Everton. Everton's on the mark. They do they it terribly. Do it terribly. I think, I mean, Ranieri in his post-match conference, he was like, well, we're always going to struggle against the... Uh, Where's he from? Uh, Italy. <laughs> they do that singing thing, don't they? Yeah. Uh, he was like, oh, we were always going to struggle from set pieces because they're big. Yeah. It's just... I just feel like he's coming out with excuses yeah. now. Start preparing for life in the championship. Although, having said that, Hernandez uh, punched the ball into the goal. He did. His and 50th, VAR would have ruined, ruled his it out. 50th Premier League goal. That's pretty good, bearing in mind when he was at Man United, he never started played on the bench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, conversely to that, Diop scored his first Premier League goal. Yeah. And Antonio scored a goal on his 100th Premier League appearance. Impressive. So that was a lovely. He's, I think he's massively underrated, personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Michael Antonio. He, um, I remember that period he had for West Ham under Bilic, where he was playing out wide, I think, and he's scoring week in, week out. Mm-hmm. So like when he shows when he's, ma- he, he was on the verge of an England call up. He got an England call up. Oh, did he get one under Sam Allardyce? Yeah. Oh, grim. All of one. He's a very, he's very much an Allardyce player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he played for West Ham, which losing one 0 with twenty minutes to go. Let's get the big lad on up top. Um, after Hernandez's goal, uh, Fulham just went into the shell. I think they had one shot 
after that um, what well one chance of note anyway they're running out of time Fulham 8 points from safety with some dodgy fixtures coming up start preparing for life in the championship they're going to lose a lot of players and actually it's why I was annoyed with Sessegnon because he's supposed to be he's like you know, of this like not of the ne- maybe next generation of England players, but like the, the like the cycle yeah. after. But obviously, he's, he's played a season in the Championship where, in a in a defensive role as a wing back, he's not had to defend at all, and then he's really been found out this season. I don't know what he is. Yeah, I don't know what he is because for me, I would see him as I'm not saying he's as good as this, but similar to what Bale was at Spurs, and I mm-hmm. think if Cessna went to somewhere like Spurs or Arsenal. He would thrive because they wouldn't play him at left back. <laughs> He's yeah. not a defender at all, um, and he'd have the sort of uh, the freedom to go and play football. Um, whereas at Fulham, he's been played in this wing back role where he's got three central defenders behind him who are shit, mm-hmm. and he's not helping the cause, admittedly, which shows that he's not. We had an interesting. Was, well, we were going to start an interesting debate in the car yesterday which was and I'd like to hear the listeners thoughts on this which was is there a, dif- is there a difference between a left back and a wing back oh who was it saying that there was no uh, difference Ollie, by the I way I think it was Ollie. <sighs> I think there's such a stark difference and uh, I've had this conversation with my brother before as well <laughs> like, cla- about right. people like Van Arnholt <laughs> I, I know this makes absolutely fuck all difference right but I have played at school level both fullback and wingback, and you do a shitload more running at wingback. Yeah, I I'm bet, just going to yeah. put it out there. Yeah, well, some some players do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely do I tell you because who, obviously I, tell I work you. really, really hard in whatever I do. He said very ironically. Okay. Uh, That's why we do this every week. <laughs> um, yeah, one player that thrived in that role was Victor Moses, but I would never, ever, ever let him play at right back. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Alonso, almost like Kalasinac. Yeah, um, um, who else has played as a like an auxiliary wing back who was actually really good at it? Uh, what like uh, Oxlade Chamberlain at Arsenal had that little sort of like yeah, ten game that, period. But that's why he wanted to leave because yeah. they wanted to play him there, and then he, did, he was like, no. Um, similar question to the Warnock question on Ranieri: Does he stay next season? No. Any idea who's going to come in? And also, will they bounce straight back up? No. No, because they spent too much money, so they're not going to be able to like buy. And they're, they're I not. I think get, they'll see a lot leave. Yeah, Seri not going to stay. Mitrovic actually, Mitrovic might stay. Schurler, he's not going to stay, is he? Well, he's on a loan. He's on two-year loan, contract signed. Oh. I, I doubt it'll have a relegation clause in it because I don't think anyone at Fulham was going. We're going to get relegated this season. Oops. Um. Ah. Yeah, it's. It's a difficult one that so because it's that so the it's the owner's son who runs the football club at Fulham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, <laughs> wouldn't trust him. Wouldn't trust him. God. Um, West Ham pretty comfortable now. Should should they be planning for next season? They're not going to make Europe. They're not in the FA Cup. Consolidate, carry on. I think Pellegrini's a really good fit there. Yeah. In an odd way, they'll look look to strengthen maybe. Yeah. Noble, I think, will be not in the team next year. Yeah, He'll be in the dressing room, but he won't be in the. He won't be in the Wilshire's team. been a terrible signing. For he's been injured the whole time. Uh, I feel sorry for Wilshire. Yeah, 
one of the best passes of a ball England have. And uh, but do you do you not think though? Like if you if you want to be, say you want to be a doctor, you've got to do like a the the correct A levels. Yeah. To then go do it. Do they not look at someone like Jack Rodwell as well? Do you not think at some point someone would go? He's like you might say you want to be a doctor and you've got a really good like knack for like knowing what people's injuries are, but you you can't you shit academically. Do you not and like think, you just look at Jack Rodwell and go, you could be an amazing footballer, but your knees are buggered, so you're do, never going to be able to do that it. Do you not think that that's from from one injury for both of those players? It's sort of spiraled out in their bodies, being like, no, obviously everyone's different. Yeah. So like Aaron Ramsey has actually come back stronger than. But before. Ramsey didn't have like Wilshire has like not technical to fit well I suppose in the way he tackles he leaves his ankle open for yeah getting like trodden on and I think for like that would be maybe something maybe it's something really obvious but also like he was shown when he was younger he didn't work that hard he used to like go out clubbing lots and stuff yeah. when he's so you know I th- yeah it, it's unfortunate yeah it is uh, I think he would have thrived in that West Ham team I think I said I think I said it at the start of the season um, but that is one place that they need to strengthen Serry to West Ham yes that could be a good shout Serry to West Ham heard it here first you did um, I'm trying to think of uh, other players I think or other positions I think they need a centre forward I think they need a centre forward, mm-hmm. otherwise they'll struggle next season. Yeah, um, their defence is Mitrovic like as well. Oh, I couldn't see them doing a double deal. Mitro would be kind of like, I mean, he would get chances at West Ham. Get chances at West Ham. How many games are left? Nine. No ten. ten. Um, Mitro needs five goals. What's he on? I think he's on 10 uh, maybe I think he's on 11 potentially he's not going to get 4 goals in the last 10 games uh, shall I have a look for you yeah let's have a look anyway let's carry on we spent 20 minutes on these two games uh, well that's fine <laughs> uh, right next game early kickoff on Saturday was Burnley versus Spurs it finished 2-1 to Burnley uh, end of Spurs' title challenge um, if the if that title challenge had ever started, yeah, probably I think. Um, Why can't they draw any games? <laughs> I've drawn all season. I've written here: Spurs hangover from Champions League in midweek? Question mark. I think there was a bit of uh, a bit of that, yeah, but also a bit of uh, oh, we'll we'll go and beat Burnley. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I've said is I wouldn't have started Harry Kane. He scored. He was very good. They've, but they've been they've been playing so well without him. Why yeah. put him straight back in the team? That's the thing I don't get. Like, there's this sort ten of... Ten goals, I was incorrect. There's this sort of urgency. This is what I like about Rafa. There's this urgency from managers to just chuck players into the team. Like, they're fit. Solskjaer did it on Sunday. Just, oh, they've been injured, just, just chuck them back in. If there's a period of time where Pochettino will be like, oh, I don't need to chuck him back in, it's now because they've been playing so well without him and picking up results. Just bring him on for the last 15 minutes if you need a goal, last 20 minutes. You know he's going to get at least one chance because Spurs create chances. So I don't get why um, 
why he started Kane, and I think that was part of their downfall in this game. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a risk. Agree. I think it's a risk if he got injured, but I and think they'd lost. I think Kane has quite a lot of influence in that dressing room. I imagine he's probably gone to Poch and said, "I'm fit, play me." And you know, he's like he's England captain. He's probably their best player. Yeah, but and also if that power. if his yeah, and you know, it's part and parcel, isn't it? But also, like if he's got that sort of appearance bonus that's like quite high, then that's also a motivation, isn't it? To be like, yeah, play me. Yeah. I'm not I'm not convinced. I wouldn't have called him up to be honest. Um Burnley's opening goal. Was it a corner? Uh absolutely not. But Is that is that something that VAR would look at? I doubt it, but the the assistant can't see it. No. Like there's no way you can see it, but there's also no way the ref can see it. But, so they are they are a hundred percent guessing. But the ball goes as if it's hit off the Burnley player. Mm-hmm. So that would tell me that it was. But from the angle okay. that the, like the linesman side on, so that's quite hard for him mm-hmm. to see. And there's a body in the way. Yeah. And the ref can't see it because there's bodies in the way, and that's quite that's unfortunate. Yeah, I. But people saying RV, oh, I would have sorted that out. And obviously Pochettino has gone up to Mike Dean at the end of the game. But Mike Dean loves being on TV. We know this. Um, that's why he does like dance moves in the middle of the pitch when he's refereeing or whatever. Pochettino's gone up to him at the end of the game and had a big go at him, but lost his shit basically, yeah, did, which is yeah. quite odd. You for know, Mike Dean's been pulled from fourth official for tomorrow night. Yeah, he was meant to be fourth official for Chelsea Spurs tomorrow, and he's been pulled from it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, um, Poch probably gave him a death threat or something. Burnley scored their opening goal with the first shot with their first shot on target. Uh, their the game, they're unbeaten in eight games. And it's their best unbeaten run in the top flight since 1966. Good yeah. It's impressive. Um, it's sort of been built around their uh, their front two. Yeah. 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 Wood and the Ashley Barnes, who we've discovered this week is potentially getting a call up for Austria. I know. When you texted me, I was like, "What the fuck Can you imagine is going on?" Lining up front for Austria, we've got a uh, David Alaba in behind Ashley Barnes. Yeah, that's. Absolute madness. He has an, an Austrian grandmother. Madness. Uh, um, Chris Wood scored his fourth goal in four games, and it took him 27 games to score four previous to that. And they've got 10 goals between them in 2019, five each. That's impressive. They've been in really, really good form. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, it was Barnes that scored the equaliser, wasn't it? Uh, the, uh, the second goal for Burnley. Uh, yes. Uh, Poor defending by Spurs. Yes. I thought. Um, Burnley clawing themselves to safety. Obviously, as mm-hmm. you say, in good form at the moment. Um, how many more points to stay up? Uh, ten, I think, from like the last... sort For definite, ten from the like last ten games, I think. That that would put them on... About 37, 38. Was it you who sent me the thing where Savage was chatting to a Spurs fan? on his talk show about how Poch hasn't like this fan had phoned in saying that Poch should should leave because no, he's not but doing I've heard this. Yeah, yeah and then was, um, and then he, he goes on to say, Oh well I I actually travelled up to Burnley for the game. I mean I don't know why anyone would want to go there when you could live in London. And I was just like for f- no, not again you know what he said. No, he, was, he was like uh like I travelled up to Burnley 
uh, no disrespect to Burnley, but why would you want to go there? And yeah. I was like listening to like, well, you've just. Oh, do you know Burnley. what? It annoyed me so much. I mean, Burnley is a shithole, but yeah, you're going like, oh, when you could live in London. Like, yeah. Oh fuck off! You. Well, I'd prick. I'd probably rather live in Burnley than London. Yeah, mate. Yeah, exactly. I hope you listen to this podcast. Yeah. Twat. Um, he won't because it's filmed in no. Liverpool. Filmed, recorded in Liverpool. But the thing was with uh, with uh, that call, which was on six or six on Saturday, if you want to listen to it, was he was saying that Poch has run his course at Spurs because they haven't won anything. It's like they've shown more progression under Pochettino. Than anyone, than anyone else. They haven't spent any money this season. Their net spend is around 250 million, I think, under Pochettino, which is pretty much the same as Liverpool. But if you look at the squads that they started off with, mm-hmm. and the players that Pochettino's lost, like Modric, Bale, like just a little bit before he turned up, and then like the players that he that were brought in, he had to get rid of a lot of dead wood. Pa- Paulinho wasn't doing it. I mean, like Lamella's hit Soldado. Sort of Soldado, he's still at the club. Is he? Yeah. God. Uh, I forgot until transfer deadline day, and they were talking about him. Like, what? He's still there. Is he out on loan no, somewhere? Sorry, I'm thinking of Victor Janssen. Vincent Janssen. Yeah, Vincent Janssen. That's. Yeah, I was going to say. I didn't know. Soldado yeah, no, Soldado was at Villarreal, I think. Yeah. Um, Terrible. But yeah, it's just it's just mad. It's just it's just mad. Was was the thing where uh, he was like. Uh, he was like I'm just going to cut you off there because Robbie Savage was like you've been challenging for the Premier League title and he was like I'm just going to cut you off there Robbie uh, the key word in that sentence is challenging not yeah. winning it's like is his head where's his yeah, head yeah, I know. S- I, I, City I, I, and Liverpool I mean, yeah oh. I, I have some sort of sympathy for him because I understand that like challenge you don't want to challenge you want to win something and like most fans but you'd rather challenge something. than Finish just like they used to finish like sixth, yeah, seventh, or exa- eighth every year. Exactly. If I, I mean, I say the same about Leicester fans. Like, think about where you were like ten years ago. Like, like you say, there were probably a mid-table to UEFA Cup or Europa League players mm-hmm. team, and now they're challenging. I mean, if they hadn't lost on Saturday, they're still in the title race. I still think they'll finish second. Uh, but it's just yeah. Are, are they going to concentrate on the Champions League now? We're see Oddly, I think that their style of football sort of suits the Champions League a bit well, they, more. Almost. I thought they were. I'm probably just going to get hit for this. I thought they were very lucky against Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund really? were very very good in the first half, and for Spurs to go in one 0 up, I thought fucking hell, like so lucky. Dortmund were mm. awesome. The game of two halves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Dortmund fell apart. Unfortunately, there's only one result that matters, and that's the uh, yeah a statistic that matters. Sorry. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Three, only two, three o'clock kickoffs this week. We're going to start with Bournemouth Wolves. Uh, finished one-one. Uh, Bournemouth. Josh King is now the third highest uh, scoring Norwegian in the Premier League behind Solskjaer. Yeah, ninety-one goals. Oh, uh, uh, King's got 39, by the way. Torre Andre Flo? No. Uh, Norwegian. Was he not Danish? Was he Danish? No, Torre that's Andre you're thinking of Yondal Thomason, I think. Yeah. Torre Andre Flo is Norwegian. Um, what position? Centre forward? Yeah, I think so. Am I just like. Uh, oh, John Carew? Nope. Um, Jon Anarisa? Nope. Was he Norwegian? Yeah, I think he was. 
Um, should I be getting this? No. What uh, what position? He what played club? for Spurs between ninety six and two thousand and three. Wolves between two thousand three two thousand four. And Palace between 2011 and 2012. And he still plays in the Norwegian 4th Division. Spurs, 96. He's not like... uh, What's his name? Stefan Iverson. Yes. Scored 40 goals. So Josh King's only one goal off him. I should have known that, you know. It was on the tip of my tongue. Have you got a statistic for me about the last time that there was three penalties in one game? Uh, No, I don't. It was I'm in like twenty April twenty sixteen. Oh, something. was it Liverpool Arsenal? Yes. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um, first penalty, Martinez on King. Right. I don't think it's a penalty, but he's made, he's given that if he doesn't make that tackle, there's no decision for the ref to make. But because yes. he's like sort of made a tackle, the ref's gone. Uh, pen. For me, it's a penalty. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen soft. an angle where really yeah. soft. Soft. But you stick your leg out like that. Yeah. Even, I mean, I haven't seen an angle where I haven't seen him touch him. So... Yeah, fair. So for me, it's a penalty. Mm -hmm. Um, Second penalty, Ryan Fraser goes down... The in or out of the box? Out the box. Yeah. But I think Fraser's been... I think on Match of the Day, they were saying they felt like Fraser had, like, cheated. No. A little... No, no, not with how he's gone that... Not with, like... That, but the way he's like, he's thrown himself forward into the box from where he is. Yeah. And they were saying that was like a bit of gamesmanship. Nah, not for me. I mean, it's it's not like right on the edge. It was probably like a foot outside the box. Justice was done though, because King missed the penalty. I also think they, uh, I think Wolves should have had a penalty for a handball by Chris Meppham, where he's he's dribbled off his face down onto his arm. Yeah. And unfortunately, heading the ball with your arms out either side of you is like, that's not really a natural position for me. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine me stood in my living room like, Again, pretending to head the ball. I think it would have been harsh. Yeah, but I mean, it's a but penalty it's for a penalty, me. penalty, yeah, it's a penalty. Uh, and then the third penalty, Smith on Doherty in the box. Oh, Stonewall. Stonewall. Eddie, uh, Eddie I think Howell, he should have got a second, second yellow. Eddie Howe's quote was, uh, he questioned the penalty decision and he said the player got the shot away and then got taken out. But then this is what we were talking about last yeah, week. Yeah, but like yeah, for me it's a penalty, but yeah. I think that's a silly argument. But yeah, this is what we were talking about last week with the Warby. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that needs to be cleared up, that rule. If you're in the middle of the pitch, you get the pass away and then you get fouled at a foul. Uh, yeah, exactly. So why is it any different in the box? Exactly. Exactly. If you score, it's not obviously it's not going to be. But you bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of these, isn't it, where the ref puts his arms out, play on. But I mean, you can't. Really, there's not really time. Yeah, to do exactly. That. Uh, yeah, play on for the next point five of a second while the mm-hmm. ball goes out of play. Um, yeah, and Smith should have got a yellow, a second yellow card mm-hmm. for me. That's a red. Um, for those that don't know, um, and then at the end of the game, probably the highlight of the game. Was uh, the sprinklers came on? Have you not seen the the Jefferson Lerma? Which one? He got a yellow card for an elbow in the face. Yes, but for me, he's looking at the ball though. By the way, the irony of Wolves fans going, "Oh, it was was an elbow's record." (laughs) Yeah, but for me, the Bolly one, he's like looked and seen him, and then like as he's jumped on that. Whereas Lerma is like. Actually, he's never once clocked that he's there, so I yeah. thought maybe it was just about the right call. 
I think any elbow to the face is a red. Yeah. I think any elbow to the face is a red. Um, people being too harsh on the referee, do you think? Mm. He's getting slammed. It... I I think personally, he's it, some of the criticism is harsh. Um, like I think he got the the Matinho decision right. Ryan Fraser one is outside the box, but the linesman is literally looking across the line. Mm-hmm. Like he needs more help from his linesman, and he got the third penalty right. He missed a couple of decisions. Lerma should, probably should have got a red, but you're saying not. So like these are fifty fifty decisions. For me, he's get like he just needs more help from his linesman. Mm-hmm. And when I heard some guy on the radio the other day, oh, don't need VAR, just need two extra officials like on the side of the pitch. It's like. Well, the two are on the side of the pitch do sod all. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bournemouth still not out of contention for seventh place, but tough ask for them to get there. Again, Mm -hmm. just thinking about next season. Again, just consolidate. I think they want Brooks back from injury. If they can keep hold of Brooks, that'll be... Ah, he'll stay for at least another season, I think. Keep Keep Eddie Howe. Have you heard about Nathaniel Klein, what he did in his week? Because obviously he couldn't play against Liverpool, so he's given the weekend off. No. Apparently he's like flown him and seven mates out to his like villa in Marbella, and then he's also flown like eight girls out as well. But like two of the girls he flew out was sixteen and seventeen that he'd met on nights out. I think basic yeah. That's dodgy as fuck. But I mean, he he had no idea about their age. I think he just met them in like nightclubs and stuff. I mean, I don't know what sixteen and seventeen year old girls doing in nightclubs. I think what he needs to do is read up on Adam Johnson. Uh yeah. And. uh Oh, that's weird. But also not like... Uh, I knew there was something suspicious about him. <laughs> weird. That's fucking odd, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Wolves have equaled their best tally in the Premier League. Would you ever? not go... Just Sorry, just going back to that. Would you not like go to the game and like see your like mates? Yeah. Didn't think... Yeah. Who was it? Benjamin Mendy. Uh, a few a few months ago when he like was in like... Dubai or something mm-hmm. went to see like a basketball game or something in Dubai Pep Guardiola was asked about it in his press conference and he was like Mendy he's in Dubai and uh, the report was like yeah it's like, did you not know anything about it he's like no I should probably get Instagram <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Wolves equal their best uh, Premier League tally ever mm-hmm. uh, what's next for them FA Cup 7th similar to Watford uh, yeah do you know what would be great what is Last day of the season, it's either Wolves or Watford, uh, and then and like Watford finish. I don't know, like Wolves finish in seventh, and then the FA Cup final is Wolves against Watford, and whichever team wins that goes into the Europa League. I can't, I can't remember. Was Everton Portsmouth an FA Cup final about ten years ago when Portsmouth, Portsmouth won it. when Harry Redknapp was in charge? Yeah, I don't I think, think it was Port. Uh, was it not Chelsea? Portsmouth Chelsea? No, I think I think they played. Because it's like it always seems to be like what at least one of the teams in the FA Cup finals like won the big six. It'd be nice to have like a final yeah. because like when it's like the two big teams playing or like a big team playing a little team, it's just like boring. Whereas yeah. if it's like Wolves Watford, it'll be handbreak off. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah, go for and, it. And and for for it to be like that, like if if Wolves win or whatever, then they're definitely guaranteed Europe. And if but if Watford win, they can steal it off Wolves. I think Wolves oh, would be, be so quite good. good in Europe. You know. In the Europa League, I think they'd be quite a decent. Yeah, again, they're another team that I think needs some strengthening in key yeah, positions. Yeah, definitely. Centre half. Another keeper as well, I think. He's been a bit, a bit shaky, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, but he's got no, no competition. Well, uh, Ruddy, 
is there? Oh, yeah, that's true. He's been playing Ruddy, well in the hell. How did I forget that? Sorry, that John was a terrible Ruddy. joke. Um, the final three o'clock kickoff was Newcastle versus Huddersfield. It finished 2 0 to Newcastle United. Only two sides in Premier League history have picked up fewer points after their first 27 games than uh, of the season than Huddersfield. Oh. Who are they? Um, Derby. Oh. Yeah. Sunderland. Yeah. Can you tell me the years? Give Derby. Me was points. Derby 8-9? No. 7-8? 7-8. Sunderland was, um, is it 9-10? No. 10-11? 11-12? No. 12-13? No. 13-14? No. Am I getting further away? Yeah. Four five, no five six. Yeah, five six. Yeah, yeah. got there eventually. It's because I was reading an article about it earlier, and uh, yeah, I just got a bit muddled. Uh, easy win for Newcastle. No real contentious moments. Uh, Tommy Smith's red. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. If Almiron's like, foot is in the floor, he breaks his leg, and Rio Ferdinand's comments are justified. But like, um, he's t- he got up to the ref, and is literally like. But oh, yeah, I've, ri- I've written this so here. Like, Culture fuck? needs changing. What do you he's, mean? He's gone in with his foot off the ground. Oh, it's a ridiculous challenge. Yeah. I don't know why he's done it. It's like the twenty second, like the twenty third minute of the game or something. Yeah. And he's. Uh, well, what they've done is they've realised this lad Almiron was class. By the way, they've realised this lad's really good, and if we don't like put a nasty challenge in on him, we might get hammered here because yeah. of him. Four players that Rafa Benitez has said that Newcastle need to break the bank for Townsend Rondon do you want Townsend back? well this is this is just in the past mm-hmm. like since he's been at the club Townsend Rondon Lejeune Almiron three can you imagine if you signed. had Townsend front three of Townsend Almiron and Rondon well, Rondon Perez and Almiron looks very decent let me give you some stats Joshua it could goals have been. conceded in games between teams in the bottom half Fulham, 23, Brighton, 20, Burnley, 19, Huddersfield, 18, Southampton, 17, Leicester, 13, Cardiff, 11, Everton, 10, Crystal Palace, 9, Newcastle, 5. 5. Right? Boss that. That's the first one. The other one was that Newcastle have the conceded... uh, Sorry, only Liverpool, Man City, Spurs and Chelsea have conceded less goals than Newcastle this season. Which shows where the problems lie. And mm-hmm. I can't believe it took until deadline day to get Almiron through the door. When you look at statistics He like looks that, quality. He was That super chip in the first minute, I was like, you know when the ball's absolute hanging... Absolute audacious like, effort. I've, ri- I've written that. Where have I written it? Literally audacious. Hits post with audacious lob. Yes. Um, but you know, like it's one of those, like as the ball goes further in the air, you can just feel your mouth like getting open wider yeah. and wider. And I was like, what but, a then, goal it, but then it hits the post and it's like, oh! and then Rondon smashed yeah. the post like straight yeah. after it as well. So annoying. You know, Rondon has seven goals and four assists now for Newcastle. He's equaled his 17-18 tally he was, already. But he's so much more than that. He's so much more than the seven goals and four assists for Newcastle. I thought Perez again was brilliant on Saturday. He's playing for his place, mm-hmm. and Atsu just isn't good enough. Um, have uh, just on to Huddersfield quickly. Have they improved under Sievert? Honestly, it could have been double figures. Yeah, I mean we had twenty. I just think he he's on a hiding to nothing for me. This period of time should not even come into consideration. Nah. Um, I, I think they have improved. I I just think that. 
they've got zero quality in any position. Like even Aaron Moy, who for a period last season looked he, class. Yeah, he's been dreadful this dreadful. season. But then is he fully fit? Are they? Well, you know? this is a time where like last season, I know that it happened at Newcastle. Like Lascelles, um, a couple Richie, I think they all buggered off for the last like three or four games of the season because they'd all been carrying knocks all season. Mm-hmm. Shelby. And they all went for operations so that they were fit for pre-season. Mm-hmm. It's like now is the time for Huddersfield to be like, right, these players need to be fit for the start of pre-season. Piss off for three months. Get yourself sorted. Get yeah. your injections. Get whatever you need. I agree. Um, Newcastle have an identical points tally to exactly a year ago. They do. When they And they've got 10 points from their last 15 and available. We picked up a point in the equivalent game that we're playing tonight last season mm-hmm. against Bournemouth we were 2-0 up two, two, two. no no in last oh season. I see um, I see I've got a stat for you go on uh, Siva what's his first name Jan 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 Siva is the 11th Premier League manager to lose his first four games in charge I'm not expecting you to get all 10 uh, there was the Crystal Palace tool who got sucked after seven games he got um, sacked after four games, not seven. Was it four? Was it yeah, four? he lost his first four and then got fired. Uh, Pellegrini. Yes. Um, What's the name of the Dutch dude? Frank de Boer. Frank de Boer. Oh, That's yeah. the boy. Um, first four. Uh, McLaren? Uh, correct. At for Newcastle? M- no, at Middlesbrough. Oh, Middlesbrough. How many, how many more? One more? No, seven more. Oh, seven more? Oh, bloody hell. Do you want me to just tell you? Yeah, go on. Uh, so we've got Mick McCarthy at Sunderland yeah. in September 2005. Eric Black, Aston Villa, April 2016. Pellegrini, West Ham, DeBoer, Crystal Palace. Nigel Adkins at Southampton, if you yeah. remember, they played United and City in their first two games. Lost yeah. 3-2 but in both of those. Avram Grant at West Ham, Yeah. September 2010. Chris Hewton at Newcastle across two spells. Did he do like a caretaker job? Yeah, and then yeah. yeah. So he must have done two games Shearer? caretaker. Uh no. Gary Megson Ooh. at Norwich in ninety five. Oh, Gary Megson. He coached Bolton for a bit. Who was that? I was talking to someone the other day because on the podcast you said famous last words. Uh, I long for the days of Gary Megson or something. <laughs> yeah. Because he was a Bolton fan as well. He's like, Was it Ooh, who it was, was Matt it? Matt Harrison? Yeah. And he was like Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. Don't want to hear those words. Uh, and John Gorman, who was in charge of Swindon Town in August 1993. <sighs> Bloody hell. It's, uh, he's not having the best of times, I have to say, but like you say, into next season, I think uh, I think Huddersfield will do all right, playoffs, but I don't think they'll come back up. Um, I've got one question for you. Sean Longstaff has been... Excellent. Do you know who he reminds me of a little bit in terms of style of play? And another young midfielder, Scott McTominay. Yeah, quite. He's better than Scott McTominay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not not going to argue that. No, well, I think McTominay is a bit more defensive. But the thing is, Longstaff's playing. He's more of an attacking midfielder than he is. Mm -hmm. That's why he's played like for all the loan spells that he's had. England call up. No. 
I think if Declan Rice is close to an England caller, mm. Sean Longstaff has to be. No way. And for me, like no. even if it's for the youth teams, even if it's for the youth teams. Yeah, oh yeah. Have no, you in, seen his statistics? Yeah, but not for the seniors, man. Come on. Have you not? Have you seen his statistics? Better <laughs> than Henderson. This is why. Better I, than Dyer. This is why I like that Bolton aren't in the Premier League. Do you not think he's been like our best player since Boxing Day? Yeah, but. I, yeah, I'm not going to get into this discussion with you because you might not cook me dinner. <laughs> no, go on. I just, yeah, no. He's, he, I just think he's not an international class midfielder yet. Yes. I think I've, I've written here, for me, him and Declan Rice are very, very close to call-ups, even if it's just for the youth teams. Yeah, youth team call-up, 100%. But if if Longstaff plays consistently next season, how he's been playing this season... yeah. He has to have an England caller yeah. by Christmas. I'm going to say no because the Euros are the summer after, and I don't think he's at the moment. He's not a. He's probably not even in the. Southgate has said that he wants to pick pick players on form. <laughs> yeah, but that, but and he keeps you, you picking also, you, also, you also don't win an international tournament with players that like don't have that many caps, no matter how good they are. No, I, I would agree with you there, but I also think that. You have to have players that are not scared. You have to have players that are not scared. I'm glad. <laughs> of going into international tournaments, which England have been guilty of for Yeah, but no, years no years one now. No one now. No one at the moment has that tag. What do you mean? He's young, so is Declan Rice. Yeah, but I'm I mean, saying this, I'm putting these both with these two in the same bracket. I, I don't think you can levy that argument against anyone currently in the squad now. Dyer. Nah, because he was part of the last one. I'd, yeah, he's shit though. Yeah, he is shit. But <laughs> he his performance against Colombia was I'm scared. Nah, he was doing what he was told to do. Jordan Henderson also terrible. Like the competition for centre mid is well and truly open. And if Southgate's got any sense, he'll be he'll be at know, the game. Yeah, you know, when tonight. I was at Wembley, Delph was quality. Doesn't doesn't play. Yeah, doesn't but, play. But if he's he was good, good enough. Play for Man City. But if he's good, he's good for England. He's good for England. He should be in the squad. He needs to move from Man City. If he moves and he plays regularly, yeah. West Ham. Oh, shout! Um, West Ham. All right, let's not argue anymore. Leicester versus Crystal Palace. There's only one place to start really with this game, and uh, it's with this stat. Um, uh, finished four-one to Palace, by the way. Crystal Palace have won four Premier League away games against Leicester. Against no other side have they won more. They also have won four against Everton. Um, Puel All right, has P. been sacked. Did you know that he was sacked after the same amount of winless games yeah. as Ranieri and Shakespeare? Six. He, he was sacked a day after Ranieri was sacked in uh, 2016 or whatever it was. What do you reckon he'd score out of 100 on personality? A seven. <laughs> You can't imagine him like being sort of passionate in training sessions. Can Naomi you? said that when she saw him on the telly the other day that he's like the next table along to Neil Warnock in the Gringotts Bank. <laughs> yeah. He is, isn't he? Um, justified sacking? I think that he'd lost the dressing room. I've got a story However, to tell you. apparently Brendan Rodgers is like lined up for the job. He's I know verbally agreed. But that's I think they're going to have the same problems. 
I think Rogers is the literally was it Ollie? apart from Allardyce the worst appointment that Leicester could have made. Was it Ollie who said like please not Brendan Rogers anybody but Brendan <laughs> Rogers? Um, when you say that he's lost the he lost the dressing room, Peter Schmeichel came out last week I think it was and said that Casper Schmeichel isn't happy at Leicester. Mm-hmm. I think that's an absolute disgrace for him to come out. Yeah, like he and shouldn't be say that. that. I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like that, to me, if someone had done, if if Peter Schmeichel's dad had done that while he was at Manchester, while he was at Manchester United under Sir Alex, Sir Alex would have been like, "You're not in my squad." I've got a stat that concerns Peter Schmeichel. Go on. De Gea has become the second ever Premier League goalkeeper to knock up a hundred Premier League clean sheets. Yeah, behind De Gea. Uh, behind Schmeichel correct amazing both United keepers um, looks like uh, like you say like Rogers is going to get the job what does he have to do what's the first thing he needs to do um, sort the defence out uh, get a clear message I think they've not really they've got like obviously Puel wanted to play this possession based football but if you look at their like midfielders like you wouldn't say that necessarily Ndidi and Mendy they're like Oh, Bull- not, no. They're bulldozing central midfield yeah. players. Well, I think he brought players like T. Elements in to, to play that game. But yeah, um, for me, uh, for what Brendan Brendan Rodgers needs to get rid of Schmeichel and Vardy. You think? Then then they can change the way that they play. Mm-hmm. Schmeichel is obviously there's something wrong with Schmeichel in terms of his attitude. He for me. Like he he got he was one of the group that got rid of Ranieri and then came out and did an interview being like oh we didn't we didn't <laughs> it's like yes you did like you forced Ranieri out of the club like I'm not saying that Ranieri was necessarily like the perfect man for the job he won them the fucking title he, he had at least a year in him if Leicester get relegated after that year you're still going man Ranieri won them the league and he. Like even though he got relegated the season after, everyone's still talking about Leicester winning the league. Mm-hmm. Vardy is a good player, but they rely on him too much. Yeah. Harvey Barnes was excellent on Saturday. Is Chilwell injured or has he been dropped? Well, if he's been dropped, then Fuchs because Fuchs is terrible. He's, he's made a lot of mistakes on Saturday. Um, couple of decisions to go through. Uh, Evans on Schlupp justified justified penalty. Yes, um, I think again it's it's like the Moutinho one. Like there's not that much contact, but it's a silly, silly, silly challenge to make. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hadn't they just got themselves back in the game as well? Well, they scored with their first shot on goal, I think. Uh, without uh, Palace did. Yeah, so Palace went 1-0 up. And then then Leicester scored, and then uh, I think it was a few minutes later, Evans made that tackle. Evans was involved at both ends. They've not won since New Year's Day, Leicester. They haven't. Uh, Uh, The third goal, uh, Zaha's first goal, Maguire and Fuchs get crossed over. Yeah. And Keown was just like, Harry Maguire should not be letting that. He He should be like... Yeah, it's it's just Move. really bad defending. They just look unorganised. Yeah, and I, I have to say, like I haven't seen that from a Puel team. I'm like, guessing when he was at Southampton, Chilwell is injured because he wasn't wasn't on the bench. The bench. No, uh, Hodgson become uh, becomes the league's oldest manager ever. Uh, six days older than Sir Bobby was when he was sacked from Newcastle. 
Um, Palace in a similar situation to Burnley. Can they push on and secure safety in the next few uh, I think they're guaranteed safety. Hodgson, by the way, 43 years, 16 clubs in eight countries and four national sides. He's got a lot of experience, you have to say. Journeyman, journeyman. Uh, and obviously England and national as well, uh, mm. international manager as well. Um, that's pretty. I mean, that game was uh, not really in the balance at any point. I thought Palace were always going to win it. But why he got his first goal, which Leicester was a good had finish. Twenty-seven attempts on goal, and Palace had seven. But how many shots on goal from Leicester were firstly on target and I secondly in like not from in the penalty area I can uh, t- from outside the penalty area I can tell you how many are on target Palace scored four four <sighs> goals from seven shots on target is decent yeah Leicester 27 shots five on target yeah so I think that says what you need to know terrible I mean when you like to take it back when you put it in comparison Newcastle had pretty much the same amount of shots hit the woodwork four times mm-hmm. and still had uh, about 15 shots on target or something mad so I think, yeah, Palace, in a very similar situation to Burnley, they can push on now. Don't have to worry about relegation too much, um, even though they're still sort of in it. They're six points mm-hmm. clear now, I think, of the relegation zone, 30 points. I think four points will do it for them. Mm-hmm. If either side win tonight they'll uh, or tomorrow, they'll, uh, they'll be fine. On Sunday, then, uh, we'll start with Arsenal versus Southampton. Uh, comfortable win for Arsenal. Awful defending by Southampton. Uh, second goal really summed up for me why Southampton are in the position that they're in. Um, Breaking news: Lennon agrees to replace Rodgers yeah, at Celtic. Saw that actually. Um, uh, Arsenal back and forth. For me, like Redmond missed that chance like dead early on, and that could have. I mean, I think that makes a. Like if they go one 0 up there, it was I felt a bit unfor- sorry for them really because I don't think they played that badly. It was just sort of like two Def- defensive errors, like like yeah. we said before. They, I mean the first goal, oh, uh, the first goal, boring. Not, no, no, no. I don't know where that <laughs> came from. Um, I think they thought it was offside and then didn't really play to the whistle and Lacazette just reacted. Stayed alive, reacted. The second goal, I mean, I felt, felt a bit sorry for Angus Gunn because he had a really good game. But, I mean, he's been given an absolute hospital of a back pass and then he sort of slipped as he's cleared yeah. it away. I mean, I think it was Paul Lynch said, just put that into the stand. Yeah, if in doubt, clear it I out. feel like that's a, that's a thing in football now. Like They're almost a bit scared to just hoof it. I wonder if, that's, if that comes from the manager, if that's something yeah. that the players just... Like he looks a good keeper though. The yeah, Angus good. good. Yeah. I think McCarthy's is he injured or something? No, he's just rotated. I think. The weird one. He was playing. I thought it was playing yeah. well to be honest. Um, um, Arsenal are back and forth. What do they have to do to stay there? So they, despite their patchy form, they've won their last six games at home. Yeah. So just just a bit of travel sickness. Uh, it was Southampton that ended their unbeaten run actually back in December. Yeah. Uh, but they hadn't. I don't know why. I, if I'd known this before picking them as my tiny tip. Uh, they hadn't won away at Arsenal in 31 years. So it's impressive. Um, Southampton one point behind Car- Cardiff with a game in hand. Need to tighten up at the back and stop these silly mistakes. They'll survive. They've got enough quality to yeah. stay up, I think. Um, it's an interesting one, Southampton. They shouldn't be in the position that they're in with the squad that they've got. But mm-hmm. you know that's not Hasenhutl's, um fault. I think they just need 
bit of a sort of clear out in the summer. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Just uh, getting rid of some dead wood. All right then, on to the final two games. The game of the weekend. Um, oh wait. Yeah, Manchester United versus Liverpool, nil nil. Uh, Lingard becomes the first player to be subbed on and then off in the first half of a Premier League match since Kevin Long for Burnley against Newcastle in January 2015. This game was a damp squib, really, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about Solskjaer. Uh, well, he has the record amount of points from first 10 games as a Premier League manager. 26. Oh. Sorry. Batting the listeners against the chair as I turn the heater on. I was going to wear shorts for this, you know. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> and I decided against it. <laughs> uh, but for me, I thought he showed maybe a little bit of inexperience playing players that weren't fully fit. Like Lingard, I did a hammy like two weeks ago. And I've never really known anyone play after doing a hammy. Like yeah. pulling your hamstrings like a pretty serious injury. Um, I think Herrera and Mata was just a bit unfortunate. But he said after the game, like Rashford stayed on with an injury. Like in, yeah. a, in an ideal world, he's coming off. Well, four injuries for Man United in the first half. Rashford, Mata, Herrera and Lingard. Uh, big injury for Liverpool as well. Firmino went off uh, mm-hmm. in like the 20th minute uh, and he left the stadium on crutches. Uh, both teams just seem to lack intensity. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it with no context, for me, like a point away at United is a good result, but... Like three weeks ago, they were seven points clear, and now they're just one point clear. Yeah, and uh, this is—it's a fixture they could have won. I don't think Man United were exceptional. No, they were I don't think. I don't think weakened by the sub, uh, by the by the injuries, mm-hmm. and so for me, they had to do more. Yeah, and they didn't. For me, Liverpool should have had a penalty in the second half. McTominay is all over Van Dyke. He's got his arms like over the yeah, top of his shoulders when they're that. jumping, and I just again that's something for me that like in a in a World Cup tournament, if uh, if Harry Maguire does that, to someone in the box, like we're conceding a penalty. Yeah. So I think that's something that needs to be refed a bit differently in the Prem. Yeah. Having said that, I, I though, think it was interesting because I think the commentator on the game on uh, match of the day was like, "Oh, you see that in the Premier League all the time." Yeah. So it's all. When does it become a foul and when is it for not? Me, is any holding as a foul? As or? soon as he's got his arms on him, for me, yeah. that's a foul. Smalling, st- did, Smalling did the same thing, though. I saw a clip of Smalling against... I mean, Smalling uh, did similar in the same incident. Yeah. Um, Maybe for, it was in the same what incident. What was interesting for me, though, and I, I obviously Matic wasn't fit, but I just felt McTominay gave them a slightly more mobile option at the I base of the well, diamond. You know. Because I mean, well. he, he didn't start there. He start uh, Herrera was the base of the diamond. Yeah. But then Herrera came off. McTominay moved into the middle, and they had Pereira. Uh, I just thought he gave them. Matic is a great player, but he's lost. I mean, he didn't have much pace to start with. But I mean, he's yeah. I he's not the player he was when he was at Chelsea, mm-hmm. and he's. I think he's not really found his place in this Man United team yet. Yeah. Um. And he makes a lot of fouls and he gets a lot of yellow cards. So, I think maybe McTominay could stake a claim, but, I mean, if you look in recent history, we're talking about this season, he's been quite inconsistent. Who? McTominay. He's, in terms ba- he's of barely a, 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 played. 
Well, he's, he played under Mourinho. I, I mean, he, he's that was his. I think it was his fourth Premier League appearance. He would have. He played. He, he played in some. He cup started games as against. Well, he started he? against West Ham in defence and was terrible yeah, he, yeah. because he's not a defender. But again, he, but he'll have. He can have. He'll have good games and then he'll just not mm-hmm. be there. He'll just go missing for game. I'm not like he will improve. And Dombele. And Dombele. I don't. Th- I think he'll go to Man City. Man City. Yeah. Um. Anything else to say on the game? It's uh, Matip own goal correctly ruled out. Yes, I agree. R.I.P. Eric Harrison as well, the yes. Man United coach that died last yeah. week. Sad. All right then, on to the final game of the weekend: Man, Man City versus Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final. Uh, finished nil nil. Man City won it on penalties, but I want to start pre-game, if I may, mm-hmm. with Chelsea's transfer ban. So I was listening to the Football Writers podcast yesterday mm-hmm. and they think it won't actually come into effect until 12 months time because they they'll have to go through the appeal process and that takes quite yeah. a while. So I don't know why these appeal processes take so long. Yeah, it just it's sort ridiculous. of makes it a bit pointless. Yeah, but exactly. it, you know, it's their own fault really, isn't it? And it's it's well, sort of, can, the thing is that if they appeal it, they can plan for that getting yeah. that ban so like they'll just be like right how much would we spend over the next two years Let's but then financial all- fair play comes into it and for me as well it just seems a bit odd because I think it's a £400,000 payment made to an agent of Bertrand Traore when he was 15 yeah but what I find amusing is Bertrand Traore is someone that they haven't even played in their first team they've purely bought him in to loan him out and make their money back mm-hmm. so that that makes it sillier yeah, for me, like Chelsea, I mean, we know all about Chelsea's youth system. Like, I mean, Kepa will be at Vitesse soon, uh, <laughs> but um, like they do buy players so that I mean, Salah was one of them. Bought, bought mm-hmm. him so De Bruyne, William, they signed him to sn- snuffed him off uh, Spurs players for his flight, and then he went to Chelsea for his medical. Um, yeah, there's been a few players, so it's the madhouse, isn't it, Chelsea? At yeah, the moment? I, I think there's ways around the fair play in terms of uh, like if they decide that they're going to spend five hundred million over the next twelve months, then they can say, okay, we'll, have what we'll do is we'll pay you this in twelve months to make our books. They'll uh, they'll Hazard will go in the summer. So Hazard will there'll go be a hundred and twenty million coming in there at least. I'd imagine. Then will they be able to spend it? That's the question. It's going to be interesting. Maybe 150 months. million for Hazard. Uh, onto the game itself, another damp squib. Really. Oh. Um, I mean, to be fair to Sarri, right? He's been getting a lot of hate, but they lost six nil two weeks ago. Yeah. I thought he showed a little bit more tactical. There was a lot, lot of periods where actually Kante would drop in and Jorginho would move out to sort of the right hand side of those three in midfield, uh-huh. and he didn't. Uh, I've seen a stat where. It's sort of like in in eighty six percent of the games he's managed, he's brought Barkley on for Kovacic yeah. or vice versa. He's brought Willian on for Pedro, but actually he sent on Hudson Odoi. He started Emerson at left back. He sent that was Hudson. a bold move and it paid off. Yeah, Alonso wasn't even in the match day, and he didn't deserve to be. He's been awful. He's been awful. Um, Man City have won their won the League Cup for the sixth time. Only one club have won the trophy more. Chelsea. Nope. Liverpool. Yeah, with eight. Um, have you got anything to say on Man City? I, I, I mean, I think 
It just Chelsea set up to stop them playing. Yeah, I think they didn't necessarily play too well, and uh, Sterling's penalty was class. I thought Aguero's penalty should have been saved, but generally the penalties from Man City were. were what was Jorginho doing? Oh, it was the like, my my cousin was like he said he's never seen a penalty as bad as that before. Never seen what, a penalty as bad as that. What? Uh, 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 I'm struggling for words. Yeah, it's madness. What? Even goes through your mind to think, I'm going to jump in my shooting stride. Yeah, so stupid. So stupid. Right, there was a big talking point from this game. It happened three or four minutes from the end of extra time. Uh, Kepa goes down with cramp. For the second time. For the the second second time. time. And Sari, Caballero, by the way, had been warming up for 10, 15 minutes before this happens. So you would assume that and he didn't make his fourth change. Yes, exactly. So you would assume that Sarri's going, let's get Caballero on for the penalties. Saved three for Manchester City in a Carabao Cup final a few years ago. Kepa, uh, Caballero stunned the touchline. Numbers go up. Kepa refuses to come off the pitch. Um, I just want your thoughts on the whole situation before I give my... Um, I think if it was me, Kepa's not playing for Chelsea again. I think it's it just shows how far player powers come. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. I think he's he's got David Luiz and Rudiger like telling him to get off the pitch, and he's just saying no. Nah. There's a few things for me that I find interesting. The first one is the fact that Kepa, seventy-one million pound goalkeeper, twenty-two years mm-hmm. old. Acts like a petulant child, but has the balls to stand up to Sari and be like, nah, I'm not coming off. The other one is, Azpilicueta is nowhere to be seen. He's the captain. Yeah. Why isn't he literally pulling uh, Arisbalaga off the pitch? Like, that is his job. He's supposed to be supporting the manager. And, and yeah, that's under, an interesting both of them point. Undermine the manager massively there. Um, like you say, I'd never play him again. If I was manager, if I was, uh, if I was sorry, I'd walk. We well, nearly did. Yeah, I mean, he was he halfway did. down he the tunnel. Down he said tunnel. he's walked down the tunnel to get a bit of like peace and quiet. I thought it was interesting after the game, like word for word, they literally said the same thing. Oh, it was, that's Chelsea's yeah. PR team going into the, putting some fires out there. Um, uh, and he said, "Oh, the doctor didn't communicate to me." Bollocks! Yeah, total bollocks. But um, also, I feel like that's the sort of thing that would have been decided pre-game because, like Holland, uh, Netherlands in the in 2016, 2014 World Cup bought Krull on, and like that, they said afterwards, didn't they? Oh, we knew if it went to penalties, that's what we were doing. But I think basically, Kepa's gone. But I, I mean, like like we said, like I think it was a premeditated change because mm-hmm. he's been warming up for 15, 10, 15 minutes before Kepa even goes down with cramp, and uh, for. Like personally, if I'm Kepa, I'd be going, yeah, like I'd like to get experience, but our season is, is has been shit. Like we need to win a trophy. Like, he's got if we nothing win this to... trophy. It could spell like top four. He's got nothing to lose by going off. Exactly, but I think what he's got, he's seen the dollar signs in his eyes, and he's like, or like the the headlines, and he's been like, I am gonna. Uh, win this game for Chelsea and he should have saved Aguero's penalty he went the right way should have saved it and 
he's come out of this looking like a massive Who missed twat. for City? It was saved. Was it Bernardo Silva? No, oh, he, he scored. got one of the match. He Bernardo the Silva match. scored, Aguero scored, Gundogan scored, Sterling, Sterling scored. scored. Who took the other one? I've no idea. Uh, Zane missed. Zane, yeah, Zane. Surprised to see he didn't start, but but I thought Bernardo Silva. His free was kick, last. by the way, in the Champions League last week. Oh, mad! Oh, oh, so I was literally so like, it was what? It was you know, it was nearly ten o'clock at night, and I basically shouted in my flat. <laughs> I was like, ah! You rebel, you! Yeah. You rebel, you! Um, so obviously, there's midweek games this week. We're going to go through them. I won't win, uh, lose a draw. Uh, so we're going to start with tonight. Obviously, uh, Cardiff versus Everton kicks off in an hour's time. Draw. Everton win. If Everton lose, does Marco Silva get sacked? Mm, no, I don't think so. Uh, Huddersfield Wolves. Wolves win. Spanner in the works here. Oh, newer Spanner. Uh, draw. Oh. Sievert gets his first point. Oh. Leicester Brighton. Draw. Leicester. Newcastle Burnley Burnley win no I'm actually going to go for a Newcastle win Newcastle at home yeah Newcastle win for me be four in a row it will be a big result big result Arsenal Bournemouth Arsenal win Arsenal win Southampton Fulham draw massive massive game for both teams if if Fulham lose this they can they just have to plan for next season 2-2 draw Southampton 1-0 KG AF Chelsea Spurs on telly um, I'm going to go ch- I'm going to go Spurs I'm going to go ch- yeah Spurs Spurs uh, Crystal Palace Man United Man United Man United Liverpool Watford Watford I've got a feeling Watford I've, I've got, got a Watford feeling well. yeah. you know they haven't lost at Anfield for in the Premier League for, for like over a year or mm-hmm. something yeah, I think Watford. Uh, is that your tiny tip? It is, yeah. We'll get onto the odds later. Uh, Man City, West Ham. Man City. Man City. And that's it for for midweek fixtures. So what we're going to do, I think, is we're going to do a podcast on maybe on Thursday or Friday. We'll see how we get on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how busy we are, but we'll definitely do one for, for this mm-hmm. week. Um, all right, then. Uh, zero to hero. So we're going to... Hey, um, Bolton played at the weekend. Oh! But we lost. Yeah, I so thought we were only going to talk about them if they won. That's all to say on that. I'm just let, letting the viewers know that we're still listeners. still a football viewers, listeners. That we're still still. What a, was the score? And it was two one. We played Leeds, who were third in the league. Ah, but it was one one for a while. I mean, for about fifteen minutes. That's a while for Bolton. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> all right, zero to hero. Um, last week it was a draw. Um, How many people voted? Uh, about twenty. Me? Oh, really? Maybe a little bit less. I can't remember. Anyway, so Sari won. Even I voted for Sari. Uh, <laughs> was that my one? Yeah. Oh. Uh, because it was him or Marco Silva. Oh, first. I went for Sari. Um, and the hero Morecambe won. Aaron Ramsey only got twenty-five percent of the vote. No. Oh. Um. This week, you're going to name your hero first, and then I'm going to name my loser first. 
So, your hero, please, Joshua. So, my nominees, I've gone for Barnes & Wood Partnership. Okay. Uh, I've gone for Roy Hodgson, for okay. obvious reasons. I've gone for Miguel Almiron. Yeah. Obvious reasons. Wolves, for achieving their best ever points tally joint in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I've also gone for Michael Oliver for a decision that he made in the Liverpool Man United game where in like the first minute he awarded an indirect free kick in the box to yeah, Liverpool I saw that, yeah. which was a very good decision and I mm-hmm. thought we don't give the referees much praise on this but then podcast. he made a wrong decision because he should have given a f- penalty mm, yeah but there weren't really any appeals for the penalty okay, enough, so yeah, we uh, don't give a lot of credit to referees on this. But podcast, the winner so. for scoring a hat trick and assisting one of the goals as well, I've gone for Gerard De La Okay, he's not even on my list of nominees, but Gerard De La Feu, I like it. My nominees: Sean Longstaff for mm-hmm. another excellent game, Declan Rice, another excellent game. Both of those were man of the matches, by the way. Mm-hmm. Miguel Almiron for an excellent debut oh Rogers officially announced Cray until June 2022 so basically until uh, about this time next year Um, Burnley are in my nominations Mm -hmm. but there is only one winner this weekend only one winner didn't even make your nominees and that's Manchester City another trophy for Pep Guardiola on in line for four trophies this season and it's the first of what could be four trophies. Do you know why they didn't make it on? Because I only did it from this sheet of paper which and the, the League Cup game was on the <laughs> other bit of paper. Oops. Manchester City are my heroes this week. Okay, now for my zero mm-hmm. nominations Paul Pogba So you just get in every week? Yeah. The you Schmeichel. know on FIFA his penalty run up is like the one he does in oh, real life it? yeah it's it's Sick. annoying so Pogba for being Paul Pogba um, the Schmeichel family mm-hmm. whole family mother included Claude Puel mm-hmm. but there's only one winner and it's Kepa he has to does that mean I've got to change mine? it does oh man I had to change Sari last week yeah okay so my nominees Poch for losing his shit at the uh, the ref fair uh, Puel obviously Sievert lost four in a row in his first tenure as a Premier League manager Tommy Smith for being a bit of a dick <laughs> just like not understanding why he got sent off when it was an absolute leg, break, leg breaker uh, Roger East who was the ref in the Bournemouth Wolves game yeah for oh, harsh some, yeah harsh. harsh that's why he's a nominee he's okay. a nominee Fair enough. I've also gone for Simon Hooper who was the ref in the West Ham Fulham game oh, okay um, and Kepa was going to be your loser uh, Avier Hernandez is that who he's you're going an, for? He, no he's a nominee oh, okay. and Sarri for allowing himself to be undermined oh, so my obviously Kepa was my winner but I'm going to go for Sarri again because he Sorry. should not have let that situation unfold. Oh, harsh. So we've got the winners, Man City or Dale Feu. And for the losers, we've got Kepa or Sarri. 
Madness. So that'll go up. What we'll do is we'll put it up a little bit later this week. I'll put it up like straight after the podcast was announced last week. What I'll do is I'll put it up uh, maybe tomorrow, day after, uh, and we'll sort that out. Now on to JB's tiny tip. Now, because I'm clever, while you were talking about your lose uh, your zero there, I was getting the betting slip up. Watford 9-1 to one to beat Liverpool tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we love those odds. Yeah, Delicious. we do. Okay, Watford 9-1. to one. Um, So, Brendan Rodgers has literally just been announced. Breaking news on the podcast, as usual. We normally like to bring you uh, some breaking news. Um, in 10 minutes, the Newcastle team will be announced. We're going to go home and we're going to watch the game. Have you got any questions or anything else that you would like to talk about? Uh, no. Wonderful stuff. Well, I've enjoyed that. Uh, it's 10 to 7. Let's go home. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if anybody has got anything that they'd like to say on the podcast this week, you can find us at JaffPod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, please vote on the uh, on the old Zero to Hero. Um, nothing else? No. All right. See you all in a few days. Bye. That was a quick one. Well, I thought you were going to hit the space bar. Bye. Bye. (laughs)